0: Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Your automotive lifestyle show every week right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Proudly, proudly broadcasting since 1905. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Always an honor to spend it with you. Let's bump that down. The Brutus Band out of Staten Island. Always a tribute to them. I will remind you, East Valley Institute of Technology. Right now, you need to get your architecture and construction on. We've got it. Interior design, plumbing, heating, HVAC. Everything's here. And a big shout out to one of the alumni spotlights, uh, Brianna Bright. She's a junior designer over at Wiseman and Gale Interiors. We do have Mr. Todd Ramsey, uh, Ramsey Consulting Group, Hand Bump. Good to see you. Good to see you, Frank. Thanks J- for having me on. Yeah, joining. You were on the show a couple months back talking some industry stuff. Thank you for all the great work.
1: Appreciate that.
0: That you are doing uh, with the youngsters out of SEMA.
1: Yeah, so we're uh, still working on the uh, SEMA uh, high school vehicle build program, and that's a program where SEMA uh, purchases uh, either 3rd general forerunners or or uh, uh, Jeep TJ models and gives them to schools through a selection process where they apply. And, uh, I connect them with a lot of the aftermarket companies that get the parts on. And we eventually sell them for a charity on bring a trailer. And all that money goes back to fund the next program. You
0: are the so, connected tissue. as the way I look yeah, at it because well, it's I, not easy. I mean, logistically it's not lo, sexy. It, lo, it's all the behind the scenes stuff.
1: Lo, logistics are, are difficult on that program for a number of reasons. You know, as you know, the, the, um, uh, Covid era forced a lot of teachers supply to, chain issues to, and so on. To, yeah, yeah forced yeah. some teachers to retire earlier, just quit because they it was just a lot of a lot of burden on some of them. So we've got a you know a few vehicles that you know paint instructors have quit, but the mechanical instructors are still there. Like my guy out in San Ynez High School, they're working on a Forerunner. Well, their whole shop's flooded. You know the rains that are going on in California. I mean, you just got to roll with the punches, just like anything. It's like it's real world, just like a real shop. Real, things really happen. And uh, where can you know, people
0: uh, help yeah. you out? I mean, they don't have to wait for SEMA. It's ongoing all throughout yeah. the whole year. Needs help. Where can we send people to help you out? Yeah,
1: so uh, uh, the SEMA website, uh, uh, SEma.org, and, and there's uh, if you search uh, SEMA High School Vehicle Build Program, HSVB program, uh, there'll be a number of little microsites in there that uh, you know, talk about it. And, and uh, you know, for any companies or SEMA member, uh, whether it's companies or they um, are service providers or whatever uh, you know for the next year the next round that we do uh, if you have uh, interest in having your products on some of these vehicles or uh, just mentoring a school that might yeah be there's near, all, kinds of, is, yeah, all there's, kinds of ways all kinds of ways folks you know can what? help out yeah you yeah, they, yeah. They don't have to donate stuff they can spend their time at a school and and you know maybe you got interior guys or maybe you've got uh, some other specialties and uh, you know this particular SEMA member company might be nearby and and just really just focus on helping out one school. Every every interaction with high school students uh, that are taking an automotive related program counts. Every one, every single one.
0: It does. And And the instructors tell me that in no uncertain terms. And all of you watching TV at night, talking about all this stuff and unemployment (laughs) and all this, Oh, I don't know if they should be a plumber or, or an automotive guy. What do they do? Or gal? Stop it right now. The skill trades. In fact, I talked to a parent recently and their kid and they're promoting this, which is really cool. And we're going to get to the show topic here in a moment. I just had to share this because um, from listening to the show, we beat it like a dead horse and we'll continue to do so. College is not for every student out there. It wasn't for me. And you know, I tried
1: for a little while. So I
0: talked to this parent and, and she's telling me the whole story. And at first she thought, no, I've got to push him. He doesn't know any better. Shit. For those of you parents out there that think your kids don't know any better, you're not giving them enough credit. No, I get it. If they said they're gonna go bungee cord for the first time and bring, you know, and, and do all kinds of crazy stuff, maybe yeah, you gotta intervene and maybe have a sit-down. But if your kid wants to get into skilled trades, uh here like at a school like East Valley Institute of Technology, and so she said ultimately, yeah, he's going into he's wants to be an electrician i said well there's greg. work there's work Fantastic. out there it's commendable." so uh get on Fantastic. a wrench nation.TV. todd ramsey again thank you so much for all you're doing behind the scenes big shout out to greg ovist uh with g's he's actually he's he's he don't have the flu he doesn't have the c the big c he don't have the rona but he's under it he texted me man i can't do this show i said brother just listen and relax That's what Rencheneson is all about. But I did want to cover something. We have a very special guest who's actually calling in from overseas, uh, I believe out of Indonesia. Um, You guys right now are seeing it. If you're on Twitter, you're seeing it big time. If you're on socials, you're seeing it big time. You're hearing about it. The Half-Baked News Evening News is actually talking about it. The buzz around artificial intelligence is here specifically with the chat GPT. Okay, we're going to dive into this, and we want to talk to the automotive industry, but we're we're also going to talk in general for small business, uh, institutions, educational centers. Um, those of you that think this is the worst thing that we can have ever for humanity, uh, this chat GPT that allows you to go in and... Tell it what to write in a nutshell. Now, I'm an idiot. I'm a dummy. We've got experts coming in, and I do have some industry types uh, from across the country that are going to chime in. Do they see this as a benefit? Can AI empower service teams to quickly diagnose problems in the Bay? Can they accurately predict future maintenance? Now, you've got a little light that comes on and it times out, and your service A and B and the maintenance now, that's there. But if we kick that up notches digitally uh, to really give us some predictive analysis, could this artificial intelligence really take us a long way? Uh, what are the pros and cons? How can you make it work for your small corner store service operation? What's the intent there? Kieran O'Brien, he's an entrepreneur, tech founder, and marketer. Um, he's uh, out of Scottsdale. And let me just get my notes. I want to make sure I get this right. He's a local hero. And let me tell you, he was—he started young, Todd. He was 16 uh, when he started his first firm. And he's actually founded numerous other brands in the tech and marketing space. That's great. So I, I didn't want to speak to an engineer, per se, more than I wanted to speak to a marketer. Because yeah. I think you guys listening can go research all that engineering. We're not going to be hot and heavy on that. We want to get into the bones, the knit and gritty of the marketability. What can AI, chat GPT do for you? Yeah. The why, you know, why, why? Is, this,
1: why is this important to me? Yeah. Is this why, another shiny tool? Why, why should I be interested in this? And if so, you know, where do I, where do I apply that value and that? you know, real interest to... Um, right, where can I go wrong with it? So, oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: you know, there's lots that you can go wrong. And when I say go wrong, some of you are saying, well, Frank, it's really easy. You just type in there and it, it, it writes it all out for you. No, you know where you can go wrong by way of what do you think hackers are going to do? Sure. Right? Um, think of it this way. Back in the day when we resourced information, we picked up a newspaper. We did. We went into the classifieds. Yep. And then Google Schmoogle came around. And we got everything from Google, and at first, transitioning, we were like, I don't know, I need to trust this computer. And so here we are now at that next level. It's going to be fascinating. So I do want to bring Kieran in. Kieran O'Brien, are you on hold? Are you there? I'm here, Frank. Thanks for having me. Rock on, brother. I know you're busy. First things first. What part, Where are you calling in from? Yeah, I'm actually
2: just traveling at the moment i I wish i could be there in phoenix in person with you i am based in scottsdale but i'm traveling right now i'm I'm out in uh, southeast asia and indonesia at the moment
0: okay great Now we got to get into before we get into the uh whole buzz around artificial intelligence and chat gpt uh i read your bio dude you started when you were 16 how come you weren't playing around where would you get that discipline from (laughs) at 16 you started all this
2: Yeah. You you know what? I've always kind of had an affinity towards business and marketing. I I feel like I had kind of that entrepreneurial spirit from a very young age. And interestingly enough, the the reason that I'm probably here today on your podcast is because my first mentor when I was 16 years old kind of opened my eyes up both to the world of entrepreneurship and to the automotive repair industry. Um, He was actually the owner of a 10 location auto repair shop in my hometown um, and he kind of took me under his under his wing and sh- and showed me the ropes of the industry. I found the industry fascinating from a very early age, and I noticed that it was lacking in quality modern software solutions, and that's kind of what got me into uh, into the space.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. You want to shout out the uh, ten multi store locations? Some of us may know this gentleman or or this individual.
2: Yeah, it may be Matt. He's based out of the D.C. area.
0: Ah, uh, Matt, I know Matt. Matt was behind the hybrid movement, right? The, didn't he have like a hybrid franchise? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi- hybrid. I don't, Hi- hybrid shop, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know him personally, but I know, I know. Um, oh, I think yeah. that was, you, you're familiar? What yeah, is Matt's it's last it's, name?
1: I, I'm, I'm struggling to think, but uh, Matt and Craig Van Badenberg Matt. and uh, Dave Hobbs, a lot of those guys were my, my early sources for um, hybrid EV stuff that yeah. I was just trying to learn
0: about. Yeah,
2: you yeah, know? yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Well, he knows how to yeah, scale, so, yeah, I, not, I will not, say that. He knows how to scale for sure.
2: He, he sure does. Yeah, he, he's an incredible guy, and, and built a built a really incredible business.
0: Well, right on. Let's get right into it. I've got I've got uh, uh, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Carries out of uh, Wilmington, Delaware. He's going to join us, give us his take. And I've got a few other shop operators. Um, can you lay it out? Explain to the people what is Chat GPT? And you add that three, I guess, third generation. What is this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, firstly, one key distinction that I want to make is that AI as a sector is much larger than just ChatGPT. ChatGPT is actually just a product that's built by uh, OpenAI, which is a company uh, that was started by Sam Altman, and Elon Musk is actually a co-founder of of OpenAI. He actually left a few years back. Um, So, that's an important context there. Um, And ChatGPT is essentially a, a large language model. And it was one of the first kind of viral AI tools which made access to AI quick and free um, and made it accessible to the public. And so it kind of shined a light on the capabilities of this tech. But I will say, AI as a whole has been extremely powerful for, for many years. And, you know, there there were very similar large language models that had very similar functionality, you know, two, three, even four years ago. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of been, sh- this light has been shined on it now uh, through ChatGPT being so accessible and, and free to the public.
0: Yeah, before we get into uh, the details and, and some of the things that uh, one can use it for, is it my understanding, I think it was yesterday, Microsoft $10 billion investment? That's my mm-hmm. understanding.
2: Yeah, Microsoft. Microsoft is uh, is in talks to uh, to invest even more money into into OpenAI. My understanding is that they are already investors and partners with them, um, but they're going to be putting more money into it and, and using OpenAI technology to power things like um, you know Microsoft Office suite tools, PowerPoint, etc.
0: Would it be safe to say that this threatens Google?
2: You know, that's definitely a conversation that's happening in this space right now. Uh, and I think that there's absolutely a case to be made for it. You know, you think about the difference between doing a Google search and, and typing something into chat GPT, for example, where, you know, on a Google search, you're getting thousands of results. And you kind of have to use your own uh, your own discrimination to, to figure out which ones are real, which ones are fake, which ones are are the most important results. To, you know, to what you're looking for, and we can even use it in, you know, in, in auto repair. For example, if you're trying to figure out what part goes in your vehicle, would you rather have a thousand results that you have to sift through, or would you rather have one result that's right 100 percent of the time, right? So that's kind of the case that's being made for how it might be competitive with with a tool like Google.
0: I got to ask you because what's coming to mind, Todd. I think you'll agree. You listening may agree as well. When we go to Google, we we have to we have to be careful because not always is it. 100 percent especially in our automotive arena where are they getting i still don't understand the concept call me an idiot where are they getting this information and can we trust what we're typing in when, we, when we're when we're talking question for you karen
2: yeah that's another big conversation that's happening because there is a lot of misinformation on uh, tools like ChatGPT. so ChatGPT, again, it's a large language model, so it's essentially the data that it's providing in its answers is provided by millions, billions of data points that are collected from all of the information collectively that's on the Internet. And so for that reason, you know, a lot of the times it is is factual, it is very accurate, but sometimes there is bias, sometimes there is misinformation – And that's one of the biggest kind of downfalls of this technology right now, um, kind of in the early stages, is you don't really know what might be true and what might have some bias or or some some falsehood to it.
0: What comes to mind, I think about this, before we get into the sort of the automotive service, and we'll get to you, Todd, real quick. I know you're chomping at the bits. Um, Some of our history isn't really proud. And so my fear, I mean, let's just face it, right? We're always learning and growing. And a lot of you are a lot more angrier than others regarding the ugly stain of our history. Okay, let's just call it out. Slavery uh, was an ugly part of our history. So in the wrong hands, it, uh, my problem is if, if if you've got students out there that decide, I don't need to write this three to five paragraph fifth grade piece of homework, and they just blindly turn stuff in, how do we know that that history is being painted properly and then more... More of it is in a sensitive approach. Uh, That's free game at this point, correct, Kieran? There's no monitor to that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think that, you know, the conversation around how this type of technology, uh, you know, impedes on the education system is really interesting. Um, But yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a lot of, uh, there's there's a slippery slope around, um, you know, how this, how this kind of uh, impedes with with the truth in in some cases. And that's why I know we're going to talk about regulation here in a moment, but that's why I do believe that there is regulation incoming from government organizations to, to try to mitigate the risk of that.
0: Yeah, I see that coming. I think if Microsoft is going full bore with that kind of money and they have to answer to investors and, and certainly the marketing company and the technology company that they are, uh, they certainly want to make sure they meet the proper demand. Before I bring Greg Buckley, Todd, you had something to say. I did.
1: Uh, yeah, I was just curious on, on particular applications once we're talking about drilling down to like an AI use of this large language uh, you know, data set that uh, would then sort of some – you know, somewhere, somehow, be directed at you know, small businesses and and uh, repair shops. How then do you um, mm-hmm. filter out those anomalies, those falsities, and whatever? To because I heard you say earlier where it's a hundred. Would you rather have you know one part served up 100 percent of the time? In my experience, trim level, you know, wear and tear on the car, customer's budget. I like to have a couple of options to sort of say, well, this fits. You know, what you need. For where you are with this vehicle and your, you know, your ownership, that's gonna. End. So, Karen, on the yeah. on
0: the note of, um, you know, let's just we're gonna pick on a demographic, all right? Because uh, we could argue Todd's point, say, well, Gen Z isn't knee deep in it. They just want it now. Uh, they want the particulars. They want to know it solves a problem. But let's just say. Baby boomers are not going away tomorrow. Gen X, we ain't going anywhere for a while. But we may want to get in the weeds and, and sort of have our ability to select things. Yours, I, I believe, Kieran, you're going to say that we're going to see these filter out in a way to meet those demands regarding sourcing parts and so on, Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I listened to your uh, podcast from from last month that you did with Ortho. I had the pleasure of, of meeting the guys over at Ortho at CMI actually this past year, um, and you know what they're building is is kind of a, a case study on on this exact point where, um, you know, yes. Sometimes on a tool like ChatGPT, there might be misinformation or an inaccurate or biased answer. But when we're looking at things like what Ortho is building for augmenting uh, technicians and, and uh, uh, parts, parts ordering and, and uh, even things like uh, parts diagrams, right, that's where it gets really interesting because that language model is not based on biased data or large large data sets. It's based purely on automotive data that it's been specifically trained on. And so that's what I think is the most powerful part of this, is when you get down into the nitty-gritty of industry-specific data sets, industry-specific objective truths around certain things like parts data, that's where it gets really interesting, because you know that it's 100% accurate, and now you can trust it, and you know that it's built specifically for the use case that
0: that you're utilizing it. Yeah, I see it being drilled down, uh, just so you guys know, Eric Turkington, uh, episode 279, Um, Can artificial intelligence make a difference in the service bays? And that's uh, Hey Ortho. You can actually just uh, speak into a tablet, essentially, that's trained specifically to drill down. It's not a Google search, and it'll give you specifications. In a nutshell, you can catch a show. Uh, Greg Buckley, Justin, I think Greg Buckley's holding. I want to bring him in. We've got several other callers. Uh, Greg Buckley from uh, Wilmington, Delaware, Buckley's auto care shop operator. Uh, business has been around since, what, 1890, Greg? <laughs> yeah,
1: 1,776.
0: You've been around, brother.
1: The, sec- the second go around for, for electric while. vehicles.
0: Yeah. All right, listen, you're knee deep. What I what I admire about Greg Buckley uh, and his operation, and he's got a culture uh, by way of, uh, he's kind of like how I feel. We like to look at all new shining objects, and we're not afraid uh, on this AI situation with ChatGPT, GPT, Greg, do you think this is a come and go, or are we on to something major for the industry?
3: Well, I look at it from content creation, um, you know, and I experimented with it. With um, <clears throat> I put in a very specific repair job that we had completed just uh, a, a week ago or so, and it was a flex coupler on a Hyundai. So I put flex coupler Hyundai, and I'll tell you, it gave it wrote uh, about ninety percent accurate. In terms of what the flex coupler was, uh, what it was doing in a Hyundai, how it was uh, pushed, or how it was working within the, s- the steering system, electronic sy- system. So I was really impressed. In fact, what I did was I created a, 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 a post for that uh, on social and also with YouTube. So I created the video that went with the repair, which went with the AI to put it into Google to see what you know I can measure. Um, what we're doing and how effective that AI content is um, but overall what I look at I, I mean as soon as I saw it come out and I heard about it and want to play with it I really think what's the difference between what AI what chat AI or whatever the bots create and the the authenticity of it versus what you would w- read on Wikipedia All right who's to say and claim what's accurate what's not in, in Wikipedia you have uh, you know a, a person can counter, whatever might be there, will AI do that? And in some of the samples that I you know, tried to, uh, you know, instigate, you know, try and get AI to come up with, um, there was some inaccuracies. Uh, it wouldn't do current situations. Uh, there were some topics that it just can't do. Um, yep. and, and I thought, well, okay, where, where will this all end up? Some of the scarier stuff is if you talk about, like, political situations mm-hmm. and, um, like you alluded to, uh, all the conditions that go into a country. Who's to say who is the true author, and who is to believe what is being written? Uh, and when you say you know regulations are coming, how would you regulate that in a, in a land of free speech? What's free? What's not? What's regulated? Um, so there's a lot of questions that come with this type of technology. But when you put it in the context of what automotive is and how i as a marketer will use it it certainly will eliminate me hiring a content writer and where i can create that in seconds i can then distribute it very easily in my other platforms and i've knocked out i've knocked out thousands of dollars in in costs easily and i created content that's shareable that's evergreen and um relatable
0: all right so, so evergreen i, I have like a question it. you mentioned and i had to interject because um mm-hmm. I, i've done like you in fact this was our first weekly email you know we've got thousands of you guys thank you very much if you're not on the email i got a plug wrenchnation.tv you get your little weekly email from us i wrote the whole email via chat gpt yeah absolutely. and you know i i felt guilty i'm like frank you're a dummy you can't what do you, you this thing's doing it all for you um, Greg, do you think the sense of creativity is going to go down the toilet? I mean, as marketers, we, um, we want to connect with our audience, but there is a sense of I did that.
3: Well, I still think the action is what you, what you call. I did that. Yes. I took my topic and then, uh, what I did was simply copy paste into a note, field, you know, into any kind of uh word doc and then restructure it. You know, it's, it's not. You can customize it.
0: So you're editing. Individual. You're you're not just gonna you yeah, know absolutely. click and go. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. You know, listen. And you put a. Yeah, Greg, give uh, give us a website to uh, for folks in the uh, Wilmington, Delaware. I want to send uh, folks your way. Sure,
3: uh, Buckley'sAutoCare.com.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk more about this. Please, catch Greg Buckley all over social media. And if you're on LinkedIn, check him out there as well. Uh, we do have a ton of other callers, Greg. As always, you're spot on, brother. Yep. Keep experimenting. I'll experiment with you, bro. <laughs> I
3: will be. Hey, it's Matt Curry.
0: Matt Curry, thank you. Yes, Matt, yes. Yep, He's yep. responsible for the hybrid shop. Thank you so much, Greg. I'm yep. uh, going to bring in a few all other right, callers. Right. I think, Justin, we have Robert Stage, and then we're going to bring our guest in, Kieran Back in here shortly uh robert stage are you holding i am frank thank you so much robert stage is one of the nation's leading technician talents and i do not say that lightly uh he's an l1 mobile drivability guy the guy speaks the language and he's got a big heart and a great human being you're all over this ai chat bot three rtd232 situation um, what's your thought specifically on the automotive industry? Um, what's your take? Is it going to help us or get us in trouble?
4: Uh, I think it's a, a possible Pandora's box. Um, I'm an opti- optimistic skeptic around the entire, um, you know, the product as far as it goes. I would say that uh, the hardest hit people in in any industry is going to be um, copywriters. It's going to be people that do Uh, technical writing and those sorts of things. I could be, I could be perfectly honest with you. I I follow after a little bit. I watch it. Uh, I listen to the Lex Friedman podcast, of course. You know, everyone's, you know, on, on Lex's podcast that talks about this type of technology. But, um, one of the things that really gets me about it is there's, there's a difference between it writing things that it's picked up, you know, from the internet, this large language model. And, and thought and thinking. And I think that's where the difference is going to be. You mentioned creativity a while ago. I don't know if you've seen some of the AI art that's been put out, but some of the AI art is absolutely amazing, but I don't think that the language model has caught up with the art, the visuals yet. Uh, it's totally different. Yeah. Uh, the art is amazing. The the words haven't quite come up. And I'll be, this is interesting to me, I think. Um, I put the, uh, I made it write something a couple weeks ago when there was a big dust-up about um, Elon Musk and AOC on Twitter, and I made it write a love story in the fashion of William Shakespeare.
0: Well, I mean, and I can see hilarious. that. Like, that's the fun of it. I mean, that's the yeah. fun of it. You can you can get witty. There could be some humor about it. I like what Greg says. There's some marketability uh, to it, uh, also from an operational point of view. Um, you know, I may not have a robust policy and procedures plan. Maybe that AI can, you know, help me out a little bit uh, with that. What I think you're speaking on um, is the regulation part. And then, of course, I think you get into, okay, so let's say Microsoft in talks, let's say they go with that round 10 billion, who's going to regulate? Like, I think it'd be Microsoft, and they're going to have to regulate accordingly. But I also think that somehow, some way, if we've got this huge umbrella, as you mentioned, with copyright and trademarks and all this stuff that's protected for uh, uh, traditions, um, uh, the heritage. Uh, I, I use Motor Age as an example. They And Motor, uh, there are some coveted pieces of technical writings that are uh, copyright. And so I want to ask you, from a technician point of view, Forget about the marketing. Forget about the front service house and the hospitality types. How could this help a technician? In a
4: technician position, I would use it every day to write stories for my uh, three Cs.
0: Ah, so when you're uh, saying documentation, for those that don't know, complaint cost exactly. correction for a consumer, right.
4: Exactly. And and there's a couple different software things that are out there right now, but I don't think that they're ever going to touch um what ChatGPT would be able to be used for in that particular case, um, and like Kieran was saying earlier, if you if you get it to the point where it's drilled down into a use model, it's just for automotive, in that one position and when that one spot, um, I think it could do you know amazing things, especially with efficiencies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Robert, uh, stage uh, advanced drivability technician. Uh, we're going to keep up with your goings-ons. Can you tell the folks where they can catch you for more information and to keep up with what you got going on?
4: Sure, absolutely, Frank. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm uh, on a lot of panels with the com, And then also, um, I do run a a Facebook page for my business, and it is at Stage One Mobile. If you just type that into any Google search, it'll take you directly to my page.
0: We appreciate you. Of course, this uh, is so short. We're going to have you back on. I respect your mind and of course, your talent under hood, and all the things you're doing for both the consumer and the industry, uh, Robert Stage. Thanks for joining us.
4: Absolutely, thanks. Thanks for having me. Bye bye.
0: You got it. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, our guest. We we can only shuffle so many lines. Uh, Kieran O'Brien, are you there? Kieran, are you there? Frank, I think you've got me. It's Bill Nelu. Okay, well, we're going to put Kieran on hold. We got Bill Nelu. Uh, My buddy Billy Knuckles out of Detroit, just outside of Detroit, an amazing automotive service operator. Um, Bill, I know you're chomping on the bits, brother. You're hearing all this. Um, What do you think, man? uh, Frank, I'll tell you, I'm listening to Greg,
5: and I'm listening to the other uh, folks that are on this thing here. And just for the sake of this argument, for the the five minutes they might have here, your attention on this, is if we just keep this to our world, right, the service writer, the technician, So the technician says, oh, this is fantastic. I can get some Google goggles on here. They superimpose over the engine area, and it tells me exactly every bolt in in sequence that I've got to take off in order to pull this 12-cylinder BMW engine apart that I've never seen before.
0: The Europeans are doing it. Yeah, the Europeans. I think Bosch has got the Googles, goggles, lenses. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, So that technician that has spent 25, 30
5: years Getting to where he's at, and that is a respected ASE master technician, undervalued, we could could say. We get to this promised land, and now we've got AI that could potentially be displacing him and turning him into a parts replacer.
0: That's just one way. So you're talking about, like, we just become these non-thinking technicians, and we just, like, we're... You think it'll belittle our intelligence in how we go about a flow chart and fixing vehicles. Is that what you're saying?
5: Well, yeah, I mean, think about the service writer, right? The the service writer is a creative writer of sorts, right? Uh, And and he's a creative, he or she is a creative thinker of sorts. What happens when we're going to pitch our, you know, my AI against your AI? That's what we're going to advertise. We're going to say, oh, our AI is friendlier than Frank's AI. Please come to us and do business with us. And what are the ramifications when, when clients are on the phone or they're talking and they, they know they're chatting with the robot? A year or two or five years from now, isn't it going to be a little bit like that? Remember that 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 movie with Joaquin Phoenix and um, what's her name, um, uh, 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 Scarlett Johansson? It was about him having a virtual relationship with a with a, a AI, you know, uh, on, the, on the on the internet. It was called Her. It's a, it's kind of a weird movie that you could have, I and mean, you can have a relationship, but it's not real. It doesn't. It's it's perfect in that she doesn't make make a mistake. She knows exactly what you like and what you don't like and what you love to hear and the music that you love. I gotta
0: interject. Let me interject real quick because I got two demographics here. I want to see if they even care. Todd Ramsey, you're a young, beautiful fifty-something man. Would do you care about somebody that may be a robot talking to you, or do you want real warm human bodies?
1: I think the way that I uh, that that I think and analyze things and process to. Okay, this person's an expert and I will take their advice and I'll acquiesce to the, their expertise. It has to be a real person because otherwise I have a tough time with making uh, spatial decisions on what I know to be robotic and AI.
0: Okay, Justin, What's uh, up? you ain't old, man. You what, 25? I'll be 29 on Sunday. 29. Happy birthday, future birthday to you. Thank Do you. you even care if you're talking to a bot? Maybe five years <laughs> ago because I'm socially awkward. Okay, I respect that. <laughs> but but no, no, not now. That's a good point. Hey, Bill, we didn't even think about that. Some people are just not, um, th- they're not in a position where they want to maybe deal. They- they're okay with that. What's your thoughts there? Could it help those I, well, folks? I, I think i think we think we don't,
5: but walk into a place, walk into an auto repair facility, and you're having the worst day, the worst Monday of all Mondays. And all of a sudden, that uh, empath- empathetic person behind the counter says, how are you doing today? And you say, well, actually, I'm having a pretty crappy day. And all of a sudden, you have a, a legit a, a five minutes of just a little bit away from the car talk, and a, and a coffee, and and discussing a little bit about what goes on in the middle of the day, how we can be grateful and surrender. That doesn't come from an AI robot. That has to be a, a living, caring person that is that is that lives and breathes customer service.
0: All right, let me That's, drill it. Let me drill it down because I I cannot disagree with you at all. I think many listening would say as well. Maybe some soft points to the business could be. Some would argue, well, we don't need to send Joe or Jill in yet, but for all this soft stuff, appointment making, what do you need, like criteria that may fill the gaps. I'm with you, Bill. I'd like to cover it all, uh, but that's hard to scale. Um, It's not an excuse. I think it, it could still be doable, but what about writing your policy and procedures? Um, you're new to the game. You're a great technician. You're getting ready to open a shop. You heard about this AI and uh, it, it, it so what's your thoughts there? could 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 I just type in and um, what's my yeah, technician's I, test drive procedure after fixing such and such repair?
5: Yeah, I mean th- those are tools. and just like we use tools, there are there's only so far you can go with a tool, but recognizing that it's a two-edged sword, you know there, we, we use hammers to pound things with and we use screwdrivers to turn things with. Same thing with AI. You've got to know w- when it's appropriate, and it's kind of like a, an Oppenheimer uh, Manhattan project kind of moment. I don't think we
0: realize
5: what we're opening. Who said it earlier? opening up Pandora's box. be careful.
0: Robert Stage, this yeah, something yeah, really Well cool. Elon Musk, Elon Musk has said it. I mean, and they they're, they're yeah. behind a lot of the movement. Uh, before I let you go, let the people know um, where you at in Michigan, in the Detroit area, where can we send folks yeah. your way?
5: We're in the wonderful uh, community of Madison Heights, Michigan. That's uh, suburban Detroit. Uh, and um, and we're, uh, we've been here for 22 years, about half the time that Greg Buckley's been doing this for a living.
0: <laughs> You've been around, like my, too. My hero. Yeah. Website. Give him a website. <laughs> Uh, InterstateAutoCare.com. dot You rock, brother. Love you, love you. Uh, uh, Bill Bill Nalu, our our okay. Billy Knuckles. Uh, we got Kieran on, Kieran O'Brien. I wanted to get some of these callers in because uh, Kieran, I know you're listening and and you've heard all this dynamic. And I just want to regroup. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Chat GPT, artificial intelligence. Do it for me. Let me know. Um, you're saying that. We got to take this all with a grain of salt. Overall, Buku beneficial for small business, yes?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. And Frank, I think that the conversation that you guys were just having about you know do humans really want to interface with machines, right? And how I always kind of like to answer that question: the short answer is yes, but the reality is we're actually asking the question in the first place. The real question we should be asking is why do humans want to be interfacing with machines and the answer is because consumers want instant gratification they want answers fast they want a completion of the task they're trying to do quickly Uh, and an always-on virtual agent of sorts is oftentimes the best way to do this now there is still a use case for a person at the shop you know a one smile to greet you when you walk in somebody who's empathetic and that's never going to be replaced by this type of technology, I, I truly believe that, especially in the service industry, rather it's just going to be augmented, and it's going to cut out all the unnecessary steps that those people don't want to be doing in the first place.
0: Yeah, Kieran O'Brien is with us. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're talking about the Chat uh, GPT AI working at help. Is society dumbfounded? Are we? Are we in danger? Are we deep in the matrix? <laughs> How can this help? We're going to cover more topics. I'd like to get into enhancing sales, improving more on the topic of marketing, and customer engagement. I think some of us, that's me. Like the the missing link sometimes is like, wow, I talked to 10 people and I just didn't seem to get any engagement. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation.
1: They say I'm too young to love you. My mileage
3: back Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now You need BG44K It's the one dealerships use the most In fact they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made To find a shop near you go to bgfindashop.com That's bgfindashop.com I got my
0: mileage back BG. Bolt on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt on Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at Boltontechnology.com. Whether you're looking for a full service direct mail, or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, Mail Shark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit TheMailShark.com Get on to partsauthority.com, check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit Pronto-Net.com, automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. pronto net Net.com. Right on, welcome back, Wrench Nation. Always a pleasure to hang out with you. Thank you to uh, Bill Nalu, our friend Billy Knuckles, out of uh, Interstate Auto Care, which is out of uh, Detroit. Of course, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care, Robert Stage, great technician. You can catch him on LinkedIn, of course. In studio, Todd Ramsey, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Frank. Appreciate for, it. From time to time, you'll have some great input. And, uh, you know, we're talking about this chat GPT and AI and all this goodness. I think I, I think what we've summarized essentially is that, you know, the complexity of human language in conversation is real. Although I did play with adjectives. In other words, I put in describing, more describing words like, give it to me in a witty, humorous way uh, under the sun. And you'd be surprised. it does It does try and... And, and change up the language, uh, around that. So, uh, we've got Kieran O'Brien, entrepreneur tech founder and marketer based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Kieran, are you there? Uh, Justin, I think we need Justin in here. He'll be in here in a minute. Um, Kieran hang tight if you can hear us, but yeah, I find Todd, this whole chat GPT thing is, is phenomenal and uh could be dangerous by way of i worry about hackers and how they so like the scammers you can tell if they're from overseas yeah. the language isn't exactly the same you can tell when somebody's fooling you I, th-
1: I think i really like the idea of what it can do and when you start to drill down to specifics i think that the trainability of training out some of the phoniness is is probably uh more realistic than just a broad stroke but uh yeah, it's, it's going I to be see. regulated. Let's
0: uh, yeah. bring in Kieran O'Brien. Kieran, are you there? Kieran? Yeah. I can hear you, Frank. You, yeah, sorry about the technical glitches. Uh, so listen, we're talking on this chat, GPT. Can we drill down a bit? You've got some pretty uh, proven experience successfully uh, in the marketing space uh, as it were incorporating all the technical tools, how do you see this? What's our sweet spot from a marketing mm-hmm. point of view? Paint a picture for us.
2: Yeah, the, the sweet spot is augmentation. So tools like GPT, in and of itself cannot automate customer service or anything like that, right? At the end of the day, it's just a, an AI tool with a sexy interface. And so essentially... Um, what we need to think about is the application of this type of technology in a specific use case on a specifically trained model. So again, if we use auto repair, for example, that's you know something that I'm working on kind of behind the scenes right now is a specifically trained uh, natural language understanding model that understands the nuances of conversation around vehicle repairs and can actually have an effective and accurate conversation with a customer using AI. Um, and actually get to a solution, whether that's a booked appointment or you know a, a price quote for for a uh, for a customer or whatever that might be, and that's ultimately the the most powerful use case is going to be those industry specific applications of this tech.
0: I understand what you're saying. I, I I see that happening. Aren't there tools that exist now? If I go to my dentist website, um, you know the chat comes up and and I type in, hey, I've got tooth pain. They say uh, so now we're having this conversation. Um, do these tools exist already in the automotive service arena? And if they do, what are their shortcomings? Or yeah, or they don't? I mean, you tell me.
2: Out there. Uh, yeah, no, no there, there's absolutely chatbots out there. But the chatbots that you're interfacing facing with, some shops even use them, right? They're oftentimes just logic-based, logic-tree type of, uh, type of uh, solution. So think about it kind of like, if this, then that, if a customer says something with the word price, we're going to give them, you know, a, a price sheet, or we're going to tell them that they need to come by the shop in person to to get an estimate, right? And and that's just kind of like a logic, like, you know, if this, then that type of situation, where AI really changes the game, and there really aren't any solutions like this uh, in general, but specifically, definitely nothing in automotive that I'm aware of, uh, is where AI is able to actually semantically uh, dictate what exactly that customer is asking for on a very, very granular level. And there doesn't need to be any logic or or um, kind of if this, then that type statements involved in that process for the AI to say, okay, I know what this person's saying. I know what they're asking for. And I have a relevant, accurate solution to the question that they might be
0: asking. I think of a flowchart. I think what you're saying is that there's more language, I, I think, with the traditional Chat boxes that we get on any website, we're we're kind of cornered into some basic flow, but with this whole machine learning AI situation, you can you can really drill it down so it's a bit more personable. Because people fly, I, I have I've been on and I can I get it. I know I'm not talking to a real person. Most people know that, but I'm like, okay, what am I doing right now? I just I want to book appointment or maybe respectfully I want to get an idea on cost. You know, what's it cost to diagnose my car kind of thing, you're saying you can drill down nuances deeper than just go A, go B, go C, okay, we're stuck on C, automatically go to Z and finish this thing.
2: Exactly, exactly. And listen, at the end of the day, most customers, whether you're an auto repair shop customer, an airline customer, whatever that is, most customers don't want to sit there and click a bunch of buttons and kind of go through like a predetermined workflow, Right. You know the conversation that you and I are having right now on this on this radio show, Frank. This is this is not scripted. There's no logic behind this, right? We're just free flowing. We're having a real human conversation, and that's ultimately what we're working towards. Where if you think about, you know, augmenting your front desk receptionist or your service advisor, being able to have these types of conversations in real, natural human language is ultimately what your customers want, and it's what's going to make your your uh, service advisor and front desk receptionist lives a lot easier.
0: Yeah. I mean, it this whole thing is is I mean, as a good point, Todd Ramsey and Studio, it's really designed to be it's AI powered conversation. I mean, I think it's getting really good and scary about like now I'm wondering, this is the problem, Kieran. Now I wonder, was that email a was that a bot? I mean, cuz I I mean, prior you could you could pick out the flaws, like, oh, that was a punctuation in the wrong place. That bot's not too bright. But now it's gotten so dang good. Uh, I mean, it's it's like, are we treading an ethical issue? And I use, not in our case of automotive service, I mean, we want, or small business, but I worry about these the, the scammability. It sounds more legit.
2: Right. No, and, and absolutely, that's a, that's a completely valid concern. And you know, at the end of the day, I wouldn't say that this technology is is necessarily limiting any sort of human engagement or human interaction. There is still absolutely a place for human engagement, human interaction. You know, the interaction that you have with your with your service advisor when you drop your vehicle off at a shop. Um, we're more so just augmenting the pieces of that engagement. That are inefficient and which most humans, especially young people in Gen Z, would prefer not to partake in in the first place, right? And so I think when we, when we move into the conversation about scams and, and, and people using this technology for evil rather than good, it's absolutely a valid concern. And I think that, um, you know, we're going to kind of see that play out over the next few years. We might see some regulation take place. Oh,
0: yeah. We're going to um, regulate this it'll thing. It'll be really interesting to, to see yeah. how it goes. Although, interestingly, Todd, okay. Google for many years, Todd, in studio here, for many years, Google, I mean, it wasn't really regulated. Like, the feds were so sure. behind. Sure, um, what do of- you think on this here? Well,
1: I was just thinking of a uh, another, an area where I uh, wonder if there's a lot of AI at play, it, which is the um, the used car business, where they're like, uh, go to our website, fill out some details about your car, put in your license plate or the VIN. Oh, yeah, that's all and, over, yeah. And then uh, they spit back a price, which... Um, You know, that seems like a model that, you know, I I don't know. It seems like a model that could utilize. And And it's never
0: the price when you go in. Oh, that car was sold. Oh, yeah, but then
1: exactly. (laughs) Then it's it's okay, that human interaction. Somebody looks at it and goes, oh, boy. You know, I know that you have a, you know, 2010 Tahoe, uh, but the difference between You know, my wife and I owning that Tahoe and somebody with uh, eight kids and there's, you know, peanuts. There's so many variables, yeah. Like they can't know
0: that. So, Kieran, do we have any studies um, since we're talking used car, new car market, which is uh, absolutely all over this that way? They have been, actually. But I imagine they're really sort of bricky, blocky, and it's not flowing. Do we have studies that show, uh, Frank, no, these chatbots make big money for converting clients from websites. Yeah. Would you say that, Kieran? Is it a, has it always been a win for, for dealerships?
2: With, with yeah, the chat, I yeah. mean, I think that you know, I think that, I think used car dealerships have have always been kind of a little bit further ahead than, than the service side of this industry as far as technology adoption goes. I'm not aware of any studies in particular that show this. But we do know um, from the technology that we're building at, at our company, we do know that chatbots have a significant increase um, in customer engagement and conversion rates on websites and things of that nature. And so, and for for the record, that's normal logic-based chatbots. So now, when we're talking about chatbots that are able to have real human conversations, that takes this this thing to a whole new level um, and is really really powerful for increasing. the amount
0: of customers that your shop's able to get through. Yeah. I mean, I I think uh, no matter what tool widget, whether you're a dry cleaner whatever, uh, you know, you're booking a plumbing appointments, whatever. I think the biggest commonality and argument, if we're true to self in performance is the human engagement for whatever reason today, I just wasn't able to connect where, uh, Friday, I was connecting. In other words, I was booking appointments. I was able to take people away from, you know, looky loos to actually, wow, they they enjoyed the value I presented, and they're actually coming in to do some service or buy what I have. Um, it seems scary exciting. Um, I will say, sign me up. <laughs> I mean, if I can get my staff. Uh, if it's a team oriented environment that we're promoting and we train on this stuff and I can give them a tool that helps with those gaps and I'm not alienating that client service experience, I, I, I think it's cool. I got to switch gears. You're in Asia. Our Asian brothers and sisters, what do they think? Have they already been using this? They look at us and say, oh, they're late to the game. Uh, is Asian society all over this as far as, uh, Bring it. We're using it, and if they are, where do they see it going?
2: Yeah, yeah. And just for context, for anyone new listening, yeah, I'm, I'm currently traveling overseas in Asia, and um, I, I haven't spent a ton of time in you know the tech ecosystem over here. Um, but I will say that there's a lot of companies in Asia that are that are pioneering a lot of this AI technology, and I, I absolutely think that on a global scale, um, you know, companies like OpenAI, the creator of GPT. They're Silicon Valley, U.S.-based companies. But I do think that there's some companies uh, in in Asia that might give uh, some of these Silicon Valley companies a run for their money uh, in this AI race.
0: Yeah, we're going to get competitive, man. I see this. Um, Just a show note, I'm actually going to share uh, some resources. Actually, what I'm probably going to do, Kieran, I'm going to send my spreadsheet that I'm willing to offer to everyone with all these resources uh, from the picture and the videos and all the stuff that you can AI uh, again, I'm limited on knowledge. That's why we bring in the, the experts like Kieran. I'm going to send you that, Kieran, and you can kind of screen it, and you'll say, Frank, you don't want to send that out. Or you'll say, yeah, that's a pretty good resource. I just want to be able to share with the the folks that hang with us and, and give them resource.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to put that into context for, for people yeah, because Kieran, absolutely. Kieran.
0: Yeah, we're on a little delay. He's out of, Oh, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Go ahead, Todd. I just
1: want to say, Kieran, you've done a really good job of pointing out for like older guys like me, who um, are skeptical but interested, that uh, what you're what you're talking about, once you drill down into a specific use case, has a lot of upside uh, because you're filtering out a lot of that uh, those anomalies that are you know kind of too general in a Wikipedia type sense. Anybody could put false information in, yeah. but what you're talking about is a lot more yeah. refined.
2: Yeah, and listen, I think the, the, the thing to remember here, um, if you're an automotive shop owner out there, and, and thanks for that compliment, Todd, I appreciate it. If you're an automotive shop owner out there, I, I think the closing thoughts would just be, you know, realize that this technology is coming, whether you like it or not. It's gonna be, it's gonna be in our industry sooner than you might think. And so, if you're a shop owner, embrace the way that this technology can help your shop, help grow your shop, and provide those quality customer experiences to your customers. Gen Z spending 41% more than Gen X did on auto repairs. You got to meet these customers, where they're at utilize this technology to grow your shop rather than being scared of it or, or uh, worrying about it, taking jobs and things like that. Embrace it and use it to your advantage.
0: Where can we send people? I want to send people now. Do we send them over to LinkedIn? Where can we send folks to check out your goodness?
2: Yeah, you can uh, send them to me on LinkedIn and, uh, yeah, we do have a, a closed beta program for for the new company that we're building. So if you guys are interested in checking that out, you can just hit me up on LinkedIn.
0: Right on, Kieran K I E R A N is a Nancy. Oh, Brian, he is an Irishman. Are you? Up? You're an Irishman. See, that was an easy one. <laughs> yes. Yes, well, sir. right on. Hey, safe travels, sure. man. You, I I don't know. Lord knows what time it is in Asia right now. We so appreciate your talent, brother. Keep up the great work. And thank you so much for joining Ranch Nation.
2: Thanks, Frank. I'll
0: see you back in the Valley. Right on. See, Todd, that's what it's about. Like innovation, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, like, a, you know, I, uh, I'm like, again, cautiously optimistic, but I really do appreciate the expertise of somebody in an area that helps me frame how I need to think about something, because like Kieran said, it's not if, it's when it's
0: coming. Hey, Todd Ramsey, you rock, brother. Always uh, open mic for you. Greg Ovis should be back with us. Hey, in a long distance, uh, shout out to Susie Sockets. She's out there working. We miss her. We're going to surprise you guys. We'll have her on the show. A great topic. One hour is just not enough. You can guarantee we'll pick this conversation up again in the future. As I tell you every week, be safe. Hug each other. And never forget to hug a mechanic.